0: Welcome back to Reset everybody. I'm your host, David McCabe. This is reset number 56. Today we're going to be talking about the Fire TV recast. I've got one of these and I've had it for, I don't know, a month now. I thought I'd give you my short review on it. But first, hey, don't forget to follow on Twitter, McCabe IO is the Twitter handle. And you can join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash David McCabe. So one dollar subs to Patreon. Leave your address for me in the Patreon form. When you sign up to be a patron of Reset, you will get uh, asked for your address. Only if you want to. If you put it in there, I'm going to send you a Reset sticker. It's real cool. It's the podcast art, right? You can put it anywhere you want. And that's it. If you're going to CES, I will be at CES. I will have stickers on me. So find me. Let me know. And I will drop you a fresh, brand new sticker. And I appreciate it. Thank you all for a great 2019. Or wait, let's have a good 2019. But thanks, everybody, for a good 2018. It's been a blast. And I can't wait to start uh, the new year. And so, happy new year, everybody. Let's talk about the Fire TV recast. Let's get started. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, we probably should establish that the Fire TV recast is not uh, like a, a box you're going to hook up to your TV. This is not a like a hockey puck, Apple TV, Roku. Um, it's not even a, a Fire TV that you would hook up to your box. It doesn't have HDMI out. This box sits on its own wherever it is easier for you to hook it to your outdoor or indoor antenna. You can put it by the TV, but it doesn't need to go there. Mine is in the basement. That's where the coax comes from the antenna, which is in my attic. So you got to figure that out. A lot of folks buy the leaf antennas and stick them to the, the window or the wall, and that's perfectly fine. You just do what you got to do to get the best channel reception for your area. This box is a DVR, no HDMI out. It does not need to hook up to your TV. Now, if I didn't say it before, this is from Amazon, right? This is an Amazon Fire TV recast. So it comes in two different flavors. The two-tuner box is 500 gigabytes, and they're estimating 75 hours of recording time in HD. That is $229. There is also a four-tuner box. That is one terabyte in size. It estimates 150 hours of record time. And it is 279.99. Now that may seem steep, but we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about these prices and what it means. And also don't forget, there is no subscription fee. Once you plug this in and configure it, you don't pay anybody for grid guide services, you don't pay anybody for storage. This is all on you. This is what's that. That's what makes it good for me. We personally, as a family, are trying to reduce those monthly, you know, monthly recurring costs that go out. And if we can buy one, something one time and just hopefully it lasts and lasts and lasts, and we don't have to pay that monthly fee, then more power to us. Right. All right. Let's move on. You have to have a few things before you buy this, or when you buy this, you need to have. An HD antenna. You have to have an outdoor antenna. There are all types of antennas on Amazon. I'm probably speaking to the the crowd that doesn't need help in that. But if you do, just let me know. We'll start a thread on the Reset Forums. We can talk about antennas that I've used. And a lot of cord cutters are in the Reset Forums. Uh, we can get their knowledge on the antennas that they use. Also, there's some links in the Amazon uh, sale for fire tv recast itself on how to learn more about channel availability locations and uh, antennas so we can we can kind of talk it out in the reset forums if you want to now this thing does not play back anything you're going to need a fire tv streaming media player i noticed i didn't say roku i didn't say apple tv it's not going to happen you need to have a Fire TV. Now, a lot of you already have one, so you're ahead of the game. I had an older stick, so I ended up buying the Fire TV Cube, which we absolutely love. It's a great box, but you need to have something to play it back on. And you're also going to have to have a mobile device, whether that's a, a tablet or a phone. It has to be somewhat up-to-date in the last couple of years. You'll be fine. You can't use this thing to record from any other source, like cable or satellite. Or Obviously, you know you're not going to record Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But it doesn't input your cable system, right? It's not that kind of DVR. If you want that, you need to go look at something else. Maybe some uh, silicon dust boxes, some HDHR. It's not going to do that for you. What it does record is over-the-air, ABC, CBS, NBC... Fox and all those little crazy channels in between Telemundo, the shopping guys, the church guys, uh, PBS. It's a great one if you got kids just to set uh, all those channels just to start recording. It's great to have that kind of stuff. Now, I picked the Fire TV Cube and I picked it for uh, some certain reasons. The Cube is, is actually starts at $119. I say starts at because they have some bundles that I really don't recommend that has cameras and stuff like that. But the Fire TV Cube has an ALEXA built into it and it's $119. It comes with a Bluetooth remote and that remote also is uh, an access into ALEXA. So you can hit a button on the remote and ask it questions and it'll, it actually changes your screen from what you're watching to what kind of content you're asking about. So, If you asked A-L-E-X-A, show me the front door, and your front door ring doorbell is named that, then it will put that on the screen on your TV. It's very handy. Where it's not handy is when it interrupts with announcements all the time. My kids literally use this ecosystem to communicate back and forth. And when you say, A-L-E-X-A, announce, she'll say, what do you would like to announce? You say, Hey, it's dinner time. Everybody come to dinner. And she will actually print that out on the screen. Here's your words. She'll repeat it, your Fire TV Cube, and return to her as a she. The cube will repeat it, but it also prints it out on the screen. So it can be cool. It can be annoying, especially when two kids or ten kids in your house are going back and forth talking with um, the intercom system. Super handy. I like the Cube. Now, I must say that a lot of my bias was due to price. And I got this on Black Friday. It was half the cost. Although, after having used these devices, if you ask me if I would pay full price for them, yes, I would. But I probably would try to find a sale or a refurb and get it a little cheaper. But it is absolutely... Wor- I think it's worth the $120. That is mostly due to coming from a jicky Roku 4. We had a Roku 4, and it was a piece of crap. And I did never think I would say that about Roku because I love the thing, but I am super happy with the Fire TV Cube. So you need a Fire TV something, a stick or a cube, to play the Fire TV recast and set it up, actually. So you unbox it, and it'll tell you everything to do. It tells you all the little plugins to plug in. It's got Ethernet. It's got coax. It actually has a USB, but it's not enabled. And what we think is maybe someday they're going to enable external storage. Who knows? Oh, I personally bought the 4Tuner, and we're going to talk about tuners because there's some things that are different about this thing, and it's tuners, and we're going to talk about them. But you set it up, and then it's going to say, the next step, turn it on and go to your app. You need to download the Fire TV app. Now, that's not A-L-E-X-A. That's not Amazon Prime. I, I know, if you're like me, you got half a dozen Amazon icons in your phone. There's a Fire TV app that you need to download in order to set this thing up. Now, later, you can go into the screen itself of the cube and get to all your settings right but to set it up you need to you know let it know a few things first of all you got to let it know where you live you know your zip code it's got to do channel scans and ask you all kinds of questions and parental guidance and if you're going to set that up all that kind of good stuff so there are a few questions i didn't find that it was that difficult oh you know what the cube. I need to go back to the Fire TV Cube because one of the big things. I was talking with friend of the show, Tony Rayner, from the great state of South Carolina, and I asked him. I said, "You know, what did you? What do you like about your cube?" And he's like, "You know, it controls your TV as well. Don't forget about that." During the setup of the cube, it's going to ask you, "Do you want to control external devices?" I'm like, "Heck yeah, I want to control my TV." It asks you what kind of TV you got, and it says, "You just say I got a Samsung." You don't. It doesn't like drill you down to part number and stuff. It's just like it kind of takes over and says, "All right, I'll try to figure this out." It figures it out, turns it off, turns it on, and you're like, "Did that? Did it work? It worked." And it's like, "Next, do you want to control anything else?" I'm like, "I got a Philips soundbar." Now the Philips soundbar took me a couple of times, and I don't know if it was me or it was just the sequencing but all of a sudden it just started working and the soundbar works too now i'm coming from oh do i really need to get into this i'm coming from media center so i had a computer i'm i had a roku i had a chromecast dongle and i had a harmony tv remote system and i had the alexa the alexa Talked with the Harmony Universal Remote, which for a while there guys worked really well. It I cannot complain. After I got it programmed, it worked really well. If I don't know if the ALEXA Fire TV is going to control a computer. I kind of doubt that it is. And that's that's a that's a cool thing about Harmony. It'll control a lot of things and very detailed control I mean you can tell it I used I had to tell it don't power off my sound bar just because the sound bar would kind of go to sleep by itself and once something starts inputting sound to it kind of wakes back up so I, I had to tell it when I power down don't power off my sound bar so very minute detail that you can control with your Harmony TV remote system now Having said that, the five minutes it took me to set up the Fire TV cube to control my television and my soundbar, that's it. It's all I have. If it took five minutes to set that up, it probably took me five hours or more on the harmony to get it dialed in, to get it set up, to understand what it's doing, to how to figure out how to make it do what it's gonna do, and to fine-tune it lot of time. It, it it was painful. I I got I got to admit it was painful. Now I could do all kinds of other things. I mean, it had buttons on it to, you know, turn some of my uh, Z-wave or Zigbee lights on and off. So I could do a lot of stuff with it. But the fact of the matter is is I didn't. I just I literally want to grab a remote and hit a power button and not worry that it's going to come up on some funky HDMI setting. And I, we had to turn off HDMI CEC and I kind of actually like to have CEC turned on because if I want to cast something to my Chromecast, it just goes over to it with this Fire TV installed and with the Harmony remote, it was jicky. I mean, it was jicky. And if things got out of sync, Lord help us and trying to let, you know, the babysitter, or the dog sitter know how to figure out the harmony, you know, push this button to turn it on and push this button to turn it off. And if it gets out of sync, you know, you got to get the the regular remote and do the source and uh, it was a pain in the butt. So it sits over on a chair in my office right now, waiting, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Maybe I'll just monetize it on eBay or something. But I guess what I'm trying to say from my simplified setup of, a Samsung TV, which is literally probably eight years old, and a Philips Bluetooth subwoofer sound bar, which is one of the best purchases ever, that I bought two years ago, Black Friday. It handled it with ease. I mean, with ease. Awesome. So I really, really, really like that. And speaking of sound, there are some settings deep in the Fire TV where you can say, like if you have a grandma or something that has a hard of hearing or something and you can't hear voices, You know, you want to kind of segregate the voices from all the gunfire and the police sirens and stuff, it'll try to do that for you. It'll also try to regulate all of the different apps and things that you use in the fire tv to keep the volume at a steady level and it won't jump up jump down it's i don't know if it's using some of that dolby stuff to from commercial to you know your live programming but it's trying to do it regardless right so it is it's got a lot of features to this fire tv and of course what i thought was going to be a short podcast and we we haven't even really gotten started right Okay, so let's go ahead and, and start tuners. We've got this set up. I bought the four tuner because I wanted, I've always told everybody that asked me, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? If I say, if you can afford the one that has more, get the more because you can't do it again, right? Now, something like this, we need to take pause and think about it because if you don't need the more, think about, if they come out with a version 2 in a year would you want to upgrade to that so maybe if you don't need the more maybe don't get the more let's let's talk about the tuners now about the tuners if you get the 2 tuner or the let's start with the 4 tuner box if you get the 4 tuner box you can record 4 things at once if you want to play back you can only play two things at once two things that's it it's got four tuners but it only has two transcoders for playback so that can be a problem for big families that want to play back things all over the house and they think that well it's got four tuners you know back in the day if you had two tuners you could play two things. Or if you had four tuners, you could play four things. Well, that's not necessarily the case with the recast. And that's the recast's fault. That is not the Fire TV streaming media player's fault. So, you can record four shows at once. You can watch from two different locations in the house while the recast records an additional two channels. So, okay, record two, watch two, record four, or, you know, watch one, record three. You can do the math yourself. You got to figure out if that's going to fit your family. I mean, if it's not, it's not. If you watch in many, 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 many different spots in the home, you know, you may be looking for a Haas uh, Plex DVR, but... You know, for a lot of folks, it's going to be fine. I mean, how many places do you really watch? For me, right now, my kids would rather watch YouTube than something that came over the boring ABC, NBC, Fox kind of thing. You know, that's just not their thing. They would, they would rather play the game or watch it on YouTube instead of watching TV. When they do watch TV, it's usually with us. We watch Survivor together. That's about it. It's me and the wife. We're wa- we're the ones watching TV. I'm the one more interested in football. You know, they would rather be gaming, come up and check the football score, and then go back to their cave and maybe watch a couple of plays. But I don't ever see them saying, oh my God, I got to see the game right now. Now this may change with age, and it may, when they get older, be uh, very well the case. But two tuners, you can watch two shows in two different rooms. That's it. Now, There's another screen in front of you you probably didn't know you could use, and that's your phone. You can use your phone or your tablet, and you can consume recordings or live TV on it. Now, you can also, with the Fire TV app, you can do that outside of your home, and it works amazingly well. I found it to work well. I was on a good, decent network. It was a Wi-Fi network, I'm pretty sure. Actually, I do think I started it on my LTE network once just as a test, and it worked fine but you can watch your recorded programs away from the house. Now, that has merit for a subset of folks, too. A lot of folks like to do that. I am personally not that person because when I travel or go somewhere, usually that means there's cable and I can watch Discovery Channel and AMC and History Channel and all that good stuff that I don't have at home. I am not that person. Maybe someday I could stream a football game. I'm definitely going to try it when I go to... CES. But for now, I don't use that. But don't forget, you can stream to your tablet. And I'm more apt to do that, like in the bed, in the own home, right? Instead of uh, leaving the house. But you can leave the house and do that. It's That's pretty cool. Okay, so we've purchased it. We've got our tuners. We've got our antenna. We've got it set up. It's actually in the basement because it doesn't need to be near the TV. You got your Fire TV set up. It's on, it's running, let's use it. One of the big things is, is even if you don't have the Fire TV Cube that has the A-L-E-X-A built into it, you can use your kitchen show or you know whatever tube, Echo Dot, whatever you have. You can use those to check on your uh, your recast. You can ask it how much or like how full is your DVR? You can uh, show the recordings, you can look through the channel guide, you can tune into a channel. I, honestly, we use it to turn the TV on and off. That's really, you know, I'll get a, you're making your sandwich or something, you can say, you can get a jump start, turn your TV on. And if you can figure it out and you know the, the nomenclature to use, you can have it tuned to a certain channel. And that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Most of the time where the kids leave the room and we say, turn the TV off. It's because they're watching something else. You know, Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon Prime Video or something like that. But And it does those three very well. So it does do that very well. But it is tightly integrated with A-L-E-X-A. And you can ask her pretty much anything to do with that. And, uh, and uh, the TV will do it. Now, here's a spec that may get you. This may be the showstopper for a lot of you, because I know a lot of you are resolution snobs. This bad boy will output 1440 by 720. That's what it's going to do. It's not going to do 1080. You may get some channels, Fox or something, like in 1080i, CBS 1080i. It's not going to be 1080i to your TV. It's going to be 720p. Now, I think there are some transcoders in there that are doing this, but a lot of channels do come over 720p. And I honestly, if you asked me a question, I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. If you put 1080i up there and 720p up there, I might not tell the difference. What I can tell the difference is my old Roku and the Plex working together were terrible. Like the quarterback would throw the ball and the thing looks like it was jumping three feet, you know, every time. It was just staccato kind of dit, 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 dit across the screen. It looked awful and it would blur and do just awful resolution things. And this one, not. It is, it is fast. It looks fluid. The it the, Everything looks really, really nice with it. Now, I have had some spots where it does kind of go into like that SD mode. Have you ever had your streaming channel go like to SD mode and you're like, oh, we're having bandwidth issues or, you know, somebody is just started a huge download. It'll do that. And I can either hit the fast forward button, like forward 30 seconds or backwards 10 seconds and it, it clears it up. But it does that sometimes. I don't know why. That may just be me and my house, but it does that. But the 720p looks fine. But some of you guys are probably not going to like that. I know. You're not going to like that. So we're hooked up. We're watching TV. We're, it's a fire TV. If you've used it, you probably know what I'm talking about. And this is kind of going... Every single different service is doing this. Every single different player is doing this. Where they... I don't know. I don't want to say gunk up your screen, but like on Netflix, if you're channeling or you're like scrolling and you stop for more than 1.77 seconds, it starts playing the stupid trailer of that show and you just wanted to read. You just wanted to read. Oh, this is, oh, no. PG-30. It starts playing. I don't want to, I don't like that. Maybe I'm old school. I could honestly just do with a grid guide and a set of nice pretty icons. But all the services are doing that. They're trying to be beautiful and spread out across the screen. And it does look good in most cases. I just don't like that pre-play. I, I don't want it. just give me a trailer. If I want the trailer, I will click it. But it does a lot of pre-playing. Sometimes my kids will never even watch TV. They just look at all those pre-play channels. Like down, they watch it. Down, they watch it. Down, <laughs> it's it's maddening. The Fire TV does that to some extent, uh, not as bad as, as like Netflix does it and stuff. But it does my complaint about the whole thing is it takes up too much of the screen. It, it takes up way too much of the screen, trying to make it look pretty. Example: DVR on the recast. Let's just cut the screen in half in the middle, top and bottom. Cut it in half. Almost like a two-player Xbox game, right? The bottom half is the grid guide. Probably, I should have counted. How many? Four or five channels? Maybe six in the grid guide? The complete upper half is nothing but the menuing icons and the backdrops. Backdrops meaning the... The photo of the show, right? The cast, you know, a scene, explosion, you know, whatever of the scene to try to entice you to watch that one. Click this one now. And that drives me crazy. When I want the grid guide, I want the grid guide. Give me like 75% of the screen and give me a little icon of the box over here or something. So that's kind of crazy. I don't like that at all. It is different getting used to the Fire TV remote If you're going to use the one that I'm using, it has power and the the ALEXA button, but also it's a little different to get two different menuing options, but it does have some cool things. You're watching a show, you can hit the down, it's like a down arrow on the circular uh, pad and it will bring up the channel guide on the bottom while you're still watching the show and you can, it's like the what's on now. And you can scroll through what's on. And you get nice, pretty icons too. So there's pros and cons this whole menuing system. And I'm sure if you've researched this, you've heard it before, that the UI is just not perfect. I mean, nothing's perfect, but this is far from it. The UI may frustrate you a little bit. When you first come into it, it's, it's going to have the menu kind of at the top. Where it's got your okay, like your apps and your DVR. So if you want to get to DVR from the homepage, it's like over, 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 click. And then if you want to get to the da- the channel guide, it's like down, 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 click. <laughs> and then you only got five shows on the grid guide, so you are like click, 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 and it never starts where I want it to start on the grid guide. I want it to start on the first channel of the entire system. I think mine is 4.1. I want it right there. Every single time when I'm starting new, I want it right there. It never does. I think it just goes to the last one you were at, last show you played, which that's fine. When you're playing a show and you go back, yeah, it should be on that show on the grid guide, and then you can go from there. So little things that drive me crazy. The grid guide is not perfect, but it's at least there. With Roku and Plex, there was no grid guide whatsoever, and that drove me absolutely insane. All you had was what's on now, and that's it. What you can do with the recast and the Fire TV, you can do what's on now, but you can't get a grid guide to see what's on after 60 Minutes comes on. Because He's like, I don't want to watch 60 Minutes, but I'd like to know what's on after it, so... That's what I'm talking about. See, I'm kind of, you're already saying, wow, this guy's old. Nobody watches 60 Minutes. But I'm just saying, you know, after football night in America, you want to go over on the grid guide. You just want to right arrow over and see who the teams are. You know, you can't do that if you don't have a grid guide. See, the other thing is you're watching a show, goes to commercial, you watching live because now you got to watch the commercial, right? And it announces the Grammy Awards next Wednesday, seven Central, eight Eastern. You're like, great! It's Sunday night. I'm going to record that so I don't forget. And if you want to use the grid guide, it's over, 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 I think, I haven't tried this, what you should do is ask a word, A-L-E-X-A, record the Grammys Wednesday night. Maybe that would work, because you can ask it to record things. You can say, well, I don't know. I don't know if you can ask it to record things. We're going to have to check back on that. I don't know. But it's all the overs. Now, what used to happen on old machines that I had, you could hit the fast forward button. And it would fast forward an entire day or 12 hours. Now, that was really cool. I could edit out the dog barking, but I'm just going to leave it in there for prosperity, right? Happy New Year, everybody. So back to the guide. It's a lot of clicking. It's a lot of clicking, y'all. And the thing that bothers me is I'm thinking that Amazon is going to update this thing Like crazy, right? Iterate, iterate, update, fix. Maybe they're all on Christmas vacation, but for the month that I've owned this, I haven't noticed any kind of updates. So I haven't noticed any kind of updates. So that does bother me. I hope that it will be updated and fixed and improved and hopefully, I mean, they need a beta group. If they just would have came to a couple of cord cutting sites and grabbed some folks and said, hey, try this. Good guide out. See what you think. I just don't see that they did that, right? I mean, it needs to have more, more, better UI. Okay, here's some cool stuff. If you're in the Amazon ecosystem, if you've been in it like me, you've got all the shows and stuff, you use the Photos app. I really like the Amazon Photos app, and I use it as a backup service. I really don't I really don't like scroll through it a lot, right? I just use that as a backup service. And I have it back up only on Wi-Fi. That way I know when it gets home Wi-Fi on power. It's usually at night and it's gonna back up. But the cool thing is, is there's an Amazon Photos app on the Fire TV that you can access and play your home stuff, right? And Amazon's really getting into those things where they're going to create little movies for you, kind of like Google does, where they're taking, you know, you're out for a weekend at, let's say, Disney World, and it grabs all of those, puts in a couple of clips, some funky music, puts a title on it, and says, boom, here's your last weekend. Cool little movie. Those are fun to watch on the big screen and not just on the TV. The other thing is screensaver i i really like it and i know that's kind of kind of hokey but i told my fire tv to do five minutes if it is not touched in five minutes time and it's not playing the channel it goes to screensaver and on screensaver it accesses an album i've set aside an album and i just picked our last summer vacation there's several hundred photos in there and it can go in sequence or it can go random. You can tell it to do the panning, the movement, how fast, how long you want the, the picture on there. It's really pretty slick. And once again, just like the photo frames that we used to have in the house, people stop and look. And like, oh, look at there. Look at you guys. You know, it's that's really cool stuff. So I really enjoy that. Every Photo or every Amazon app you have, you can do on that TV, that Fire TV. Now, that's not necessarily recast, but that's the Fire TV. Now, I came from Plex, so we have a lot of recordings in a Plex system. The cool thing is, is there's a Plex app on the Fire TV. So we were able to move to the new DVR and use the Plex app to consume all of the stuff that we haven't already consumed, so it was a very, very easy migration for my family. They didn't even care; they're like, "All right, whatever, Most of the time, like when the harmony came into the home, oh my God, you know we had to have a training session. I had to sit everybody down. I had to have documents and PDFs and printouts and you know laser pointers and and pdf slides and powerpoints and it was a pain in the butt. And this, I just, I took all the remotes away and I hit them. And I just put this remote down there. And it's so easy. The kids just picked it up. Look, power button. Okay, cool. They're gone. They're done. They're using it. It was so simple. that That saved me right there. Plus, that pays you back in droves on the cost, right? The simplicity. Oh, trust me. It did. All right, let's talk cost because I got mine for, how much did I get mine for? $219. That's a total win-win on the four. I think the two channel was $179, and I thought, we're just right at $200. I'm going to go for it and get the four and get all that extra storage, and we're just going to record everything. It's just It's just fun to record everything. You get 14 days on the guide. And it's really neat to use the button on the remote. The remote is really cool. That's another thing that I've been told from the family reviewers that they like it. Fast forward, jump back in time works really well. Unlike Plex, where it rebuffers everything very annoyingly. If you go, if you get to a, a commercial on the Fire TV, watching recasts, recorded TV, you get to a commercial. You can go one, two, three, four, five on the fast forward and see where that gets you. If you know you're not there, you can go one, two. If you know you're at the CBS commercial right before Survivor starts, you just hit it one more time and boom, you're right back into uh, into Tribal Council. Right? It's just bam, 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 and it just it doesn't buffer, it doesn't start at zero percent and go all the way to 99 and then plays the show. Plex and the Roku four were horrible for me about that and it was just a horrible experience. The other thing was jumping back. It's like, what do you say? Jump back. Okay. I heard it. That's it's so simple. And on Plex it would that takes you 10 seconds to go back and have it rebuffer and do that kind of crap. So that is it's it pays for itself in simplicity. Just like that. Just like I said. The DVR functions, it has the typical You know, how many minutes do you want it to start early? How many minutes do you want it to go over? Which ones do you want to delete? How do you want to keep it? How do you want to prioritize? If you have, you know, many shows trying to record all at once, it has all that stuff for you. Watch time buffer is one hour. And I didn't find a place where I could modify that. And I know people... That may not be enough or that may be too much. I remember Media Center used to be 30 minutes, but you could find some kind of modification and change it to an hour. Honestly, one hour is enough, right? It's totally been enough. We've paused some things and done dinner and then come back, and we still haven't hit the hour, right? So it's plenty of time. Now, some other things you might want to change is the skip forward, right? You may want to skip back eight seconds or skip back 15 seconds, skip ahead 25. I I think skipping 30, back 10, I think that's the sweet spot. But I haven't found a place to change that. So I don't know. It's 5.1 sound. So a lot of folks are going to like that. I personally don't care. I've got a little Bluetooth sub and a little Bluetooth speaker. It sounds good. And it's it's plenty loud enough for me. So I don't, the 5.1, I don't get. But you might that may be important to you. So it's got it. I should have changed the review name to the recast and the fire TV because the cool thing is if you own a ring doorbell and it it goes off, it will give you a blank screen saying, you know, there's someone at your side door. There's someone at your front door. And you can say, A L E X A, show me my front door. And boom, she'll show it right there on the TV, which is super cool. If you've got the little interface that hooks up to your home phone line which we do we still have a VoIP phone line that we pay 4 or 5 dollars a month on it will flash up on the screen and say such and such is calling or it, you know it may say 877 you know buy my crap now uh, is calling if it's if you have the uh, alexa or I think it's I don't know if it's Alexa system I think it's the Alexa loaded on your phone, access to your contacts. If a contact calls in, it will put that contact's name on the screen. So you can even answer the phone. If you have that little uh, smart connect telephone smart box, you can answer with the Alexa as well, right there on your TV. So we like that too. If the phone rings, we can see right there on the screen who it is. So the big question is, I used to be a media center oh fanatic. I mean, that's what got me in the game, Right? I started listening to Ian Dixon. When did Ian Dixon start podcasting? Back in the late 80s, I think. I started listening to his show. He got me into this kind of stuff. I remember listening to Josh Pollard and some other guy. I don't remember the guy's name. That's pretty bad of me. But I remember listening to the DMZ when they just first started. I mean, that's a long time ago. And... If you asked me today, i say, Dave, I'll guarantee you media center for the next two years, or you can use, you know, this system, the recast and the fire TV with all your other little doodads, pick one, no, no monthly recurring fees. I would go with the fire TV and the recast. It integrates so well in the things that I'm doing. All these little things that I've told you, how it integrates in the household, it makes it that much better. It really does. It's a really good ecosystem to be in. Now I said the word, ecosystem. If that's not your thing, then wow, that is not going to be your thing. If if Amazon scares you, then you might as well, uh, maybe you need to go with TiVo or Plex or something else, YouTube TV if you want. But I personally, I didn't want a cloud service. I didn't want a cloud DVR and I didn't want a monthly recurring fee. So, hey, do we need to do some math? We need to do some math. All right, so my cost was $219 divided by 40 bucks because that's what YouTube TV is, right? Now, I agree you're going to get some others. Ah, I can't do this math. You guys are going to shoot holes in this all day long. I would have to add up my Hulu costs and my Netflix costs, right? But let's take... $219 $219 divided by 40 is 5.4. So five months payback on the hardware. Now you can do the math any way you want it, but do it. Take the price of what it costs, and it's what 279 bucks. And if you don't have a Fire TV, you gotta, you know, you have to put that in the cost of the system. But divide it by what you were gonna pay for by some other service like a TiVo or another pay per grid. Kind of set of channels. Even Plex costs money these days. Do the math, see if it's going to be worth it. This, you have a piece of hardware, right? There's there's some worth, there's some value in that thing. I mean, you can probably get a hundred bucks out of it in a year, and that that takes the price down right there. So consider that, and that that's definitely what we were considering with um, the way I can turn over gear, no problem. Um, especially if version two comes out and it's really good, then yeah, I'm I'm turning this gear over and I'm gonna go with V2. That's it. Now the beauty of this review is you can go to resetforums.com, skilled dot show.com forums. You can go there, find this episode number, ask questions, and I can just slip downstairs, try it out, say, nope, that didn't work. You know, yes, no, yes, no, that didn't work. I took a screenshot for you. Let me look here. Oh, that's what it was. I took a couple of uh, of pictures of the menuing system, and one was a MAC address. I'm going to put uh, the, that MAC address in my router to make sure it gets priority to make sure that uh, it gets the, as much bandwidth as it wants. But it also, I found a setting on it that says, Favor this device. If you have more than one ALEXA device using the same wake word, it responds intelligently. Intelligently from the closest device. When this setting is on, Echo Spatial Perception will override this behavior and favor this device over the closest ALEXA device. Well, I turn that off. I don't want to favor that device. I want to use it less and less. I just want to use it with the remote when I'm asking it to do things. I usually want to use the one in the kitchen, but it's got a lot of little settings like that. So if there's something you want to try before uh, you try before you buy, let me know. I'll I'll try it on mine and I will let you know. So it's the Fire TV Cube. It's the 4K cube. It's on a 1080p TV. <laughs> I don't have the um, I don't have the 4Ks, but I've got the Four Tuner uh, Recast. And would I buy it again? Yes, I would. Would I buy it for that price? Two seventy nine. Mm-hmm i may go down to the two tuner i really would i may go down to the two tuner and pay the 229 full price but they're always on sale like the day that i'm recording this uh new year's eve on woot.com the fire tv cube is 59.99 and it's the 4k ultra hd cube so 59.99 so that's a great deal i may tweet that out again Let me know if you have questions. I would enjoy your patronage at patreon.com slash McCabe. $1 a month subscription will just get you you a free sticker, and then you can join our secret club. I post to Patreon all the time and ask questions. Uh, Also looking for reviewers. If you are the type that would like to maybe review some hardware, when I come back from CES, let me know. If you have been around the forums for a long time and uh, listening to the podcast for a while and you'd like to review something, let me know. I come home with hardware all the time. Look for the YouTube channel youtube.com slash david mccabe even if you don't watch go out and subscribe it makes me smile (laughs) go out subscribe ring the bell and you'll get notified when i post a new video i'm gonna do one here soon about what i'm taking to ces i've got some new gear i've got some new christmas presents i didn't talk about my christmas presents yet Uh, we'll do that I don't know if there will be another podcast before CES, but I'm even thinking about doing one when I get to CES. That'll be fun. So, happy new year, everybody. Have a great 2019, and please come out to the Reset forums. We'll talk about all this good stuff out there. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash McCabe. Follow on Twitter at mccabe.io. And you can discuss this episode and more on Reset Forums, resetforums.com. Intro and outro music is by Daryl Find it at soundcloud.com, Daryl Lee Music, that's D-E-R-L-E-E, music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon, patreon.com slash McKay. There's also some shopping links at resetforums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support. and I'll see you next week on Reset.